Solus took a rib from Solus and genetically engineered his wife. Hello and welcome to the AfterSpark Podcast, an episode-by-episode recap of the Generation 1 Transformers cartoon. I'm Els. And I'm Spex. And today we're going to be talking about episode number 24, A Prime Problem. Let's talk about giant robots today, shall we? Mm-hmm. And today we open with the Decepticons next to a freshly created glowing ravine. They had apparently detected some sort of rare energy on their sensors. Starscream is completely ready to dive in headfirst. But Megatron stops him as he cites that the energy could be unstable. Once bitten, twice shy, eh, Megs? Megatron's decided he cares about his subordinates today. <laughs> the Decepticons apparently have a kind of an equivalent of Roller called an Auto Scout. This is actually kind of fascinating to me, not only because the name Auto Scout sounds like it should be an Autobot thing, but also because this is another cassette that Soundwave sends out that's weirdly colored like rumble for some inexplicable reason. But I like that the normal cassettes like Ravage, um, Rumble, Frenzy, etc. They're all considered valuable enough they aren't used for shit like this. The scout descends into the ravine, revealing that the energy is coming from some very large crystals, while Megatron, Soundwave, and Starscream, you know, exposition about things. Yeah, I know. It actually was a reasonably good usage of, you know, like... The audio and the visual storytelling. Uh, these things or colonium. Okay, so I looked it up. This thing has an R in it, but I swear to God, they sound. It sounds like they're saying colonium crystals. It could just be an X something. So these things are colonium crystals, apparently. Megatron says that they're deadly, and then the scout blows up upon contact with it. You know, right on time. Starscream suggests luring the Autobots into the crystals to destroy them, but Megatron says that Optimus would never be so reckless. Well, I mean, the real, and I'm going to emphasize real here, (laughs) real Optimus wouldn't. And then Megatron had a terrible, awful idea. Megatron decides to wait in his new temporary base until the Autobots show up. It's a giant rock. I know it's supposed to look like a mountain, but guys, it's a rock! And then we see the Autobots arrive with Spike in tow. Oh good, I'm glad we brought the human to this weird energy source that's probably giving him cancer as we speak. Do the robots even know what cancer is? Oh, good question. (laughs) Then again, who knows if any of this is any more hazardous than the Ark on a normal day, let alone sitting in Bumblebee who may or may not be radiating. Or being being anywhere near, near Wheeljack. Yeah. And thus, Cliffjumper attempts to do what he does best, jumping off a cliff and into the crystals. Well, I mean, he has to live up to the prophecy that is his name, because it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Indeed. But Optimus advises caution before Starscream shows up with several other cons. Starscream here is super creative with his insults to Optimus. Calling him Floptimus. Why does that sound like a dick joke? Better yet, why are you using a dick joke on Optimus? Your boss is the one that turns into a phallic object. He's jealous of their, um, relationship. Obviously. A fight breaks out, with Optimus almost immediately taking out the three Seekers. He just dismisses them as opponents, while loudly declaring how bored he is to only be fighting three Decepticons. And then Megatron has Soundwave Eject Laser Beak to take out Optimus. May one bird do what three jets could not. Upon seeing Laserbeak, Optimus calls him a tinfoil turkey. The bastard! Be nice to my burb. 
But Laserbeak shoots Optimus down a convenient adjacent ravine, free of electronics frying crystals. Megatron then orders Laserbeak to take holographic scans of Optimus's body from every angle. Megatron wants a perfect replica of Optimus Prime for reasons. And Megatron also wants Optimus alive. Oh lord, he wants a harem. Kinky? Yeah. <laughs> While Laserbeak is scanning Optimus, Megatron calls him um, photogenic. Optimus is knocked out, ass up, and somehow that's photogenic! Meg's funny! No! <sighs> a mere few button pushes later, and Megatron now has an exact copy of Optimus Prime. It pulls Soundwave. I have absolutely no idea why. It's not like Soundwave wasn't watching the monitors with the real Optimus on them at the same time as Meg's. He saw a laser beak scan him. To make this even sillier, Soundwave's basically psychic. Actually, I'm kind of wondering if he's performing surprise for Megatron's benefit. Why, though? He shouldn't be surprised here! <laughs> yes, but maybe it makes Megatron feel better to have his ego stroked. I would believe that. It's just a guess. Megatron proudly proclaims that it's a clone. Are we going to talk about how Megs just uh, had this all ready to go, or...? Don't know. It's the plot of the week. Mm. Plot of the week. <laughs> He's got plans for it. I mean, whatever. He's just making use of the stuff he already had. He then puts on a silly helmet that is, of course, purple, and now he can control everything the clone says or does. Clone Optimus heads out to meet up with the Autobots. The cons retreat, and the Autobots head back to base. Meanwhile, the real Optimus, who has apparently been left unsupervised, wakes up and climbs out of the ravine he was trapped in. And at the Ark, Megatron apparently doesn't know anyone's name, as he has the clone calling Ironhide Bumblebee. I really wish they got a bit farther with this gag, either having Megatron trying to impersonate Optimus Prime's voice, or have Optimus try to have more of Megatron's speech pattern. Like, now I'm just wondering, like, has anybody ever asked the two BAs to do that? Because I would pay good money to see that. I'm kind of wondering how Megatron, how they don't have any goddamn information on any of, like, their, the opposing faction, because he, he should know. He knows who Bumblebee is in an earlier episode. That's the part that makes this make less sense. Yeah. Because, I mean, you think, you've been fighting a war against them, they're the only- like, their roster doesn't really change. Yeah. You'd think you'd know who the hell they are, if only so that you can properly, you know, combat them. Yeah, pretty much. And, yeah, Megatron also has absolutely no idea how to operate Teletran 1, despite the fact that he's had operatives going in and operating it and getting shit out of it for how long? At least a year. The Autobots express worry about their leader, but the clone uses the fall as an excuse for his faulty memory. This seems like it would be a good reason for, you know, Ratchet to open him up, but apparently he's identical inside and out, through and through. Yep, we into that! <laughs> yeah, and then the real Optimus shows up, and the clone orders the others to shoot him. But Ironhide stops them, wanting to verify which one is the real one. Which, obviously the second one's the right one, because he doesn't even notice the other Optimus at first. He's too busy expressing how happy he is that everyone made it back safe. The real Optimus. Bumblebee has Teletran 1 scan the two Optimi, but they come up as exactly the same. 
Oh, gee, if only sparks existed. I mean, I'd assume one of them wouldn't have one, right? Well, if it, if it did, it would have weird implications for, you know, their reproduction. Uh, it has weird implications, period, considering sparks are canonically a thing here retroactively by way of Beast Wars. Yeah. So, you know, that's a thing. Apparently, we're going to do a series of tests to see which is the real Optimus out of these two, uh, the first of which is laser rifle skills. Really, guys, all you need to do is see which one knows how to use the damn computer. <laughs> it's so true. To make this dumber, though, I'm not even sure which one is which in these scenes. I'm not sure anyone is. I... <laughs> the animators didn't know either. The writers didn't know either. I believe it. And instead of doing something sensible like asking them questions, they decide to make the two primes do a truck race next. Oh, God. <laughs> Shockingly, these tests are inconclusive. <laughs> but the Autobots have more important things to worry about. The Crelonium crystals are about to explode, and they've got to stop it. This is apparently all going according to Megatron's plan, as the cons are messing with Teletran's readings to lure the Autobots back to the crevice. Wait, one moment. He just said he didn't know how to use Teletran, but they know how to pull the fucking scanners? I guess they can manipulate what Teletron's sensors are getting? I don't know. I suppose that's more likely. Because, I mean, Soundwave could probably do that. Okay, I believe Soundwave Megatron, do that. Megatron, no. Soundwave probably, yeah. Maybe Stars could, could do something, but apparently he didn't know what the fuck they were, so. I don't know. Megatron is saying this while wearing the control helmet, so does that mean the clone is saying all this shit out loud as well? Please. Yes. Lord. Please. <laughs> I mean, that would blow the cover, like, really fast, but apparently, unless everyone was super dumb, which, I mean, when they I mean, are... they do not have a good track record in this episode, let's be honest. Sadly, that would not appear to be the case uh, with regard to talking out loud via clone. Um, when we get back to the Autobots, they are just about getting ready to roll out, but Ironhide tells the two primes that until they're sorted out, he's the one giving orders around mm. here. So, still Peter Cullen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Peter Cullen does one other voice in this series regularly. It's Ironhide. <laughs> I do find this funny. When the Autobots arrive, they are attacked by the Decepticons. Megatron plans to have the clone order the Autobots into the deadly, deadly crystals. And, of course, the, in order to gain their trust, he'll have to destroy one of the cons. Starscream doesn't just walk into this. He he falls flat on his face into it. He swan dives. <laughs> Starscream is like, I? Starscream? The pride of the Cybertronian War Academy? This aft. This aft right here. You want to offline this aft. And Starscream, you know, runs away and flies out of the hideout. Like a coward. I don't know if I really blame him, in all fairness. True, I mean, considering how much he and Megatron fight and how, how many times Megatron's probably told him that he's gonna kill him with everything. <laughs> and vice versa. Megatron has Soundwave send Laserbeak after him. While all this is going on, Spike and Windcharger find the entrance to the hidden base. For being half Starscream's height, Laserbeak actually makes pretty quick work of him and just hauls him back into the base. I'm pretty sure Laserbeak is significantly smaller than Starscream, unless he was, like, mass-shifted up here. I I don't know. I feel like when we saw it, it looked about half, like he was about half as tall or something, but... I don't know. Hell if I know. It's, it's weird. 
Once Starscream is dumped back in front of Megatron, Megatron says he intends to have the Optimus clone kill Starscream's clone, not Starscream himself. This is important information that was left out. And this is what you get for dicking around with people, Megs. A squishy infestation. Yep. Of course, once Starscream's been uh, cloned, he sees something he finally loves more than himself. His clone. Starscream gets his own dumb helmet to control his clone, too! Same hat! <laughs> Spike and Windcharger attempt to get out after hearing Megatron's plan, but they are chased by Laserbeak. Spike is, you know, captured accordingly, and uh, Windcharger falls to his apparent doom. Into the crystals, I, I feel that's yeah. relevant. Yeah. Uh, Soundwave is now babysitting the Squishy. Spike calls Megatron a mega-rat. Just once. Just once I'd like to hear these idiots say an actual singer. Back outside, the two clones face off. One-on-one. Mano-a-mano. With Megatron congratulating himself on being a brilliant playwright for choreographing all this nonsense. All I can think is just see, see, if you let him write shitty plays, <laughs> this war would not happen! Oh god. He's doing a, pulling a Loki from... <laughs> Oh my god! That's the thing we want to deserve is Megatron wins and all he does is put on a sh- is put on shitty plays. Headcanon accepted. Self-aggrandizing plays and poetry. Mm-hmm. And then Optimus kills Starscream in cold blood in front of a bunch of witnesses. Oh boy, are they gonna feel super silly when Starscream shows up in five minutes? Five minutes? I think you mean immediately! <laughs> As the wind is blowing the dust of Starscream's clone away, um, Starscream's still standing there in the shot with the two other Seekers. <laughs> so, animation error, but in all seriousness, Megatron and Starscream actually work really, really well together here, proving they can do it if they try. The Autobots are dumb, dumb, dumb motherfuckers. Reaching the conclusion that this has to be the real Prime because he killed Megatron's second in command. Would the real Optimus kill Starscream in cold blood? I think we've established that. No, he the fuck wouldn't. I can't even kill Megatron in cold blood in most continuities. Yeah. Clone Optimus orders the bots into the crevice, and the real one tries to stop them, but no one listens to him. They're all so dumb! So, so dumb! Why didn't you ask about prior experiences that you would have had with them? Because that would make too much sense. So much sighing. <laughs> when Charger proceeds to drive up out of the crevice and is like, Hey guys, don't fucking go in there! <laughs> I, I want to point out he survived because he apparently transformed into his alt mode before hitting the ground. I don't know why that helped because clearly that... Doesn't seem to help, or because the scout still blew up and it had wheels, but whatever. <laughs> it might not have had rubber tires. That's the thing. Mm, okay. Because I think of the it's specified that the rubber tires somehow insulated. You know, them. this is this is like on par with them <clears throat> de- defeating uh, what's his face's lightning in that other episode by being in car mode. But sure. Yeah. The clone attempts to get everyone uh, into the crevice again, but finally fucks up enough that the other bots catch on, and. It's when he calls Spike unimportant. Megatron was so close. He just lost his patience, man. (laughs) The Autobots finally turn on the clone, sending him into the crystal crevice. The Decepticons are blasting off again, and as they make their escape, they just chuck Spike out a window. (laughs) Powerglide proceeds to show up, um, and showboats that rescue. 
Spike should really be dead at this point. Critical velocity and all that, because while Power Glide was showing off, they got really close to the ground with that catch. Yeah, and even if Spike, or Skydive... Skydive. skydive. <laughs> wrong! I mean, right season, wrong flying Autobot. <laughs> uh, even if Power Glide managed to, like, match velocities with him, he would still, he'd still splat. Yep. Think, unfortunately for him. Um, back on the ground, Spike asks Optimus if it's really him. And uh, then Optimus offers a rather silly response. But it's, you know, it's cute. Yes, Spike. This time I am definitely me. Or I. Myself. Oh, whoever I am. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for today's episode. Join us next time for Atlantis Arise. Uh, so, did you guys ever want to see the Lost City of Atlantis with giant robots, jets underwater, and, um, Washington, D.C.? Megatron takes over, um, a lot of Lincoln's things. chair. <laughs> yeah. Megatron finds the perfect chair. Yep. Too bad he can't take it home. Okay, we have... Two um two fanfic recommendations for today. Would you like to talk about them or would you like me to? Yep, I can do it. Uh so uh basically I did both of these because I will use any excuse to talk about shattered glass. I apologize for nothing. So our two fics for today. Uh the first one is Mathematical Manipulation by Murphilly. The continuity is shattered glass, it's G, it's Jen, there are no pairings. Characters are Megatron, Starscream, Soundwave, Shockwave, Frenzy, Optimus Prime, Rodimus Prime, and Thundercracker. That is all of the Shattered Glass versions. And in summary, Megatron doesn't see the future, he just models it on probability. The character or wreck this is based on is Evil Optimus, and it's a one-shot. Also, this makes more sense when you realize that Shattered Glass Megs is a math professor. <laughs> Which is indeed a fun thing. Which I love immensely. And our second one is Someone You Might Have Been by Astolot. It's G1 slash Shattered Glass. It's rated T. It's definitely slash uh, for Megatron Optimus. And our characters are Shattered Glass Megatron, Regular Megatron, and Optimus. The, in summary, I didn't love him because he wasn't you. And the character theme this is based on is, again, Evil Optimus, but also uh, Megatron Optimus slash. It is a one-shot. It's also one of the only Astolot fix I can recommend. So I was like, we're going to put that here. <laughs> and that's it for our fix today. And that just about wraps it up for us today. Remember to check us out on Tumblr or Pillowfort as AfterSpark Podcast for any additional information, show notes, or links we may have mentioned. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at AfterSparkPod, all one word, and various other locations by searching for AfterSpark Podcasts, such as AO3, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and YouTube, just to name a few. Till next time, I'm Specs. And I'm Els. Toodles.